0: Hi everyone, I'm Saya, and you're listening to the Stars in My Pocket podcast. Welcome to the first part of this month's Long Yak, where Borama, Anissa and I talk about what we've been watching over the last month. In the hour ahead, we're covering Misty, Mystery Queen, Shall We Kiss First, and The Great Seducer, as well as a few recently completed and older shows. If you want, you can skip to the parts that interest you by using the timestamps in the show notes. And that's all from me for now. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, this is Anita and this is Drama. And we are here for our second long yak, which hopefully will be reasonably lengthed and not a really, really, really long yak. So we do enjoy this. <laughs> that was crazy. Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> but probably the most fun we've ever had. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, so the really, really hot drama right now is Misty, um, which I have watched half an hour of the first episode of. Um, but, Anissa, you're up to date with, right?
1: I am not up to date. I'm halfway through episode six, actually. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about. So,
0: tell us about Misty.
1: Okay. So, it's this really moody and very intense, it's like a 19 plus drama. So, it just, you know, it discusses themes that we don't normally see in our regular rated 15 dramas. Um, It's got Kim Nam-joo as the heroine. She's like this really intelligent, very successful, very kind of ambitious and kind of ruthless um, TV anchor. And she has this news program that she's, you know, she's had it for like a few years and um, she gets them high ratings. And it's kind of her, you know, she has this younger Hubei that's trying to trip her up. And because of the way she's working her whole life, like people don't really like her. Because she doesn't really compromise on what she believes, and she's very, you know, she does basically whatever she needs to to get what she wants. Um, And then she has a husband that she's estranged from. They have a very interesting relationship. And then there's, uh, you find this out in the first episode, I think, but she's being questioned for a murder, as a murder witness slash suspect, and as the and kind of as you go through the drama, you kind of start seeing like. Flashbacks of like what's been going on and what got her to that moment and stuff. Um, it's really well written. Is a who done it? Um, it's basically just about her. She's all, I would call her almost an anti heroine. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, I haven't gotten far enough yeah, in Steve. to tell you it's very new, it's very interesting. Like, a lot of times I'm watching her and I'm like, I don't really like anything you're doing. <laughs> And yet you're so relatable and like, oh my gosh, she is mesmerizing. Like, I've always liked Kim Nam-joo, but she is mesmerizing in this role. Like, and it's not just that she's physically completely gorgeous and a really good actor, but she has this, like, incredible charisma and, like, the character's written so interestingly. You don't know if you can trust anything she says because she always seems sincere, but she never reveals her thoughts and like what she's really thinking to almost like anyone not even her you know like the closest people in her life and like it's it's really really, but it makes me so anxious and it's so good (laughs) that I can only watch like an hour at a time or like maybe like half an episode and then I'm just like I think it's two things one is that I'm scared of what's gonna happen next because it stresses me out in a good way um and the other thing is that like I want to savor it because it's so good and so I haven't really been able to watch it that quickly, but I'm really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I heard that it was really, really twisty, and it is. I've also heard a lot about the trouser suits. Hi, Mary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, her pantsuits are amazing. Oh, anything in her wardrobe, like, I just want everything that she owns. She's, you know that there's, like, this very specific, um, gorgeous, career woman type of fashion that is just, like, oh, like, I, I would just have a job just so I could dress like that. Like I would work in an office just if I was able to like get that whole wardrobe and I didn't have to pay for it and I could wear it every day.
0: It's so Uh, But you know what I realized now that we're talking about clothes because I spent the last month just buying clothes, trying them and returning them Mm -hmm. is that no matter how good they look on the screen, I will never look like that. (laughs) <laughs> it's Russia's okay. Pages. I'm never
1: gonna actually I work in an, an office or have that wardrobe, so you know. <laughs> but the fantasy is still enjoyable. Like that red <laughs> suit that she wears is, is like oh, so
2: good. It's aspirational, right? It's exactly. Bad. You can you can hope for it. Uh, answer something, for me because I I tend to choose my dramas depending on uh, what the relationships amongst the characters like, and uh, I've been. I've been trying to avoid spoiler tweets uh, about this drama, but I still occasionally see a few. And, um, oh,
0: don't say anything because I'm going to watch this. Should I take okay, a look
2: at No, no, no. Um, <laughs> no! I, I, hopefully, this is not a spoiler. But this is this character uh, married or uh, does she have a partner? Because I keep. Like, there are tweets about her
0: romantic angle that keep popping so, up. I feel out. like I've heard the name Kevin or something. Uh,
1: so I'll make that up. There is a Kevin that is involved in the picture somewhere. She is married, but she's kind of estranged from her husband. That's not a spoiler. you find it out in the first episode. Um, their relationship is very interesting. Okay. I'm honestly, like, I don't know what's going to happen between them, but I'm rooting for him because he's, like, so... He's, he's just so earnest and sincere, and, like, he wears these suits, and he's so upstanding, and he loves oh, so, her so much. So, so he, he's the earnest one, and she's the twisty
2: one? Okay, I already like this.
1: Yes, he is, like, the female lead who, like, loves the guy for years and the guy never cares about her and she's like i'm here for you oh. i'm going to make sure your dreams come true i'm going to sacrifice myself for you and the guy's just like whatever i'm too cool for this and it's like what? kind of That's the, reverse, like the reverse
2: of first kiss playful kiss you mean Yeah,
1: playful kiss it's yes.
2: exactly
1: yeah. the
0: reverse
1: of playful kiss oh i hated that show so much <laughs>
0: okay. there is one more thing i wanted to add about misty which is that like when it uh when it was announced and the promos came out and stuff. I mean, with a name like that, you have no idea what it was about. I just wrote it off immediately. It's like, why would I watch something called Misty? You say Misty to me and I think Brock, right? So, well, you kind why of... Why is
2: it called
0: Misty? <laughs> I
1: still I... don't know, like, six episodes in, why they called it Misty. Maybe because it's, like, There's a fog of (laughs) mysteriousness around what's actually, like, what happened. happened, Okay. Yeah. Um, Honestly, the only reason I cared was because I love Kim Namjoo so much. And so uh, when I heard about it, I don't remember hearing the name, but I was just like, ooh, Kim Namjoo is doing a new drama. I'm going to watch this. And then I forgot about it. And then, like, I saw a few people tweeting about how much they loved it, and I was like, okay.
2: What have you watched before
1: this? So um, I watched Queen of House? No. The, the sequel to Queen of Housewives, which was like Queen of something, <laughs> she, I don't remember the name of the sequel, but um, she was really good in that. And then she was in this family drama with um, it was just she was like this, you know, like career woman, successful. And she was really happy because her husband didn't have in-laws And she didn't have to do all the, you know, going to their house on holidays and cooking fritters until your hands fall off and doing all the dishes and doing all the memorial (laughs) services and all that. And then she finds out that, like, and then he, like, suddenly finds his, because he was, like, adopted and sent to the U.S., but then he reunites with his birth family. And they, they're living, coincidentally, across the hallway from each other in the same building. And she has, Lord like, God. parents-in-law. And she has, like, all these siblings-in-law. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm in hell now. No!
2: I totally relate.
1: And, like, her husband is, like, a perfect sweetheart. He's, like, everything that you would want in an ideal husband. So she's like, well, I obviously can't leave him
2: because he's perfect. My husband got a family? Is that Yes,
1: the that's right. That's okay. right. Yeah, so I just wanted to say, like, watch it for Kim nam Doo. watch it for the writing, watch it for the directing. The music is beautiful, like, it's beautifully filmed. Her husband is played by Ji Jin-hee, who is, like, a statue made in men, flesh but he kind of <laughs> act. He's so good. And he has these, like, uh, soulful eyes, and he just oh. looks at her, he gives her these looks, and you're just like, my heart is a puddle on the floor. I just okay, him
2: up, he's hot. And he's a mean... good actor, too, and he's, like...
0: He's like older than yeah. twenty five, which you, you said know, in the beginning and you said to because Burma was convinced with just one look at him. <laughs> he didn't need to do that slip a photo under her door.
1: <laughs> you know, and, and the other thing that I wanna say is that it's really refreshing to see a heroine like this on television who is complicated, prickly, not very likable, but you can kind of understand her motivations in a weird way you know like an anti-heroine which is what we never get we never get complex female heroines we always get the complex hero that we have to spend our whole time like figuring out and understanding and trying to wrap our minds around and deciding whether he's worth redeeming or you know like this is what i really love it's it feels really different for that reason so yeah watch it
0: watch it i'm ready i'm ready right now let's finish this podcast <laughs> all right let's go what's the next on our list no, I mean I'm hanging up now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of didn't get further because I was busy like with life and with mother, um, which finished. So I guess we're moving on to mother now. Um, I don't know that I have a lot to say about it. It's one of those dramas that there's a lot to say, but I can't say it because it's kind of below the level of words. Um, everyone is amazing in it. Again, and you know, um, like you're saying with Misty about how it's, um, you know, you've got this complicated female character. Mother is a drama that is totally centered on women. Mm. Um, and it's not just one complicated female character, every one of those women, um, and uh, in every sort of stage of life, in every position of, of uh, like, in every relationship like you know as mothers as daughters as wives as sisters as um criminals on the run as abused um uh uh, young girls there's like imagine like a sort of like a diorama and you have everything is in 3d in, in this drama every person is in 3d every character is their own fully realized person and they dominate their own storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't feel anyone is, is existing to support somebody else's storyline. They're all sort of, it's very real. Um, and I think we talked a bit about it last time, the basic premise. Um, do we need to quickly go over it again? Ibo um, Young plays um, uh, a scientist who has, uh, who had a, a trouble, uh, not a troubled past. She was abused as a child and she was adopted by. This actress, and she grew up, or at least her childhood was somewhat in the public eye, although that's not really that relevant. Um, But what happens is, as uh, as she grows up, she becomes really uh, deeply estranged from her adoptive mother, and she resolves never to become a mother herself. So, for that woman to be driven to kidnapping actually I don't like to use the word kidnap, I don't think that's quite accurate I think in this, in the sense of it being a legal term it's accurate but I think the, the question the drama sets up is um, is is uh, uh, the character's name is Sujin is Sujin a, a rescuer or is she an abductor? Um, mm. And that's kind of the question that it continues to address throughout the drama, which um, I found a really interesting treatment of it and it's hard to say much more without giving it away, but it, it does take quite a strong heart to watch it. But and normally I think I would have had a hard time watching it. Um, I don't know. I must've just been in the right mind space. Mm. Or once I start, it's kind of like, well, I'm in it now. <laughs> so yeah. even I don't want to get
2: away. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> really? You, no, can't,
0: you, you can't DNF it? Like if it's a, if something gets hard to watch? I only DNF stuff that I get, bored by, or if I don't feel motivated to pick up again. The thing with this show is that every week, not even every week, every episode, the cliffhangers were so sort of brutal (laughs) that you were definitely coming back. You were not going to not come back. (laughs) I haven't seen the Korean version, but I found that with the
1: Japanese version that it was so incredibly gripping and so good and it was so brutal to watch. And yet, like, we couldn't stop watching it. Because we needed to know, like, if they were going to be okay or, like, what was going to happen. Like, we just needed to, like, see it to the end of the story, you know, even though it was rough. It was rough to watch.
0: I kind of want to... I mean, I don't think we ought to do this, but I really want to know... Because you've watched the original and I haven't, I want to know how they differ and... Yeah, like, sure. The Japanese just... one is 11 episodes uh, and the Korean one is 16, so there's already more content in the Korean right. one. And I heard that the... Uh, the original writer was actually pretty pleased with the Korean version, oh, and that it had been adapted nice. to fit the Korean tone as well, um, mm-hmm. which makes sense to me.
1: Yeah.
0: But I don't know if I'll ever have the strength to watch the original. That's the thing, right? I'm years. curious
1: about what that extra you know, six or seven hours consisted of, but I'm not curious enough to really go through that again, you know? But I'm sure maybe yeah. if some of our listeners have, have like. You know watch both let us know what you thought and if you thought it was different in what ways it was different we'd love okay, to hear as
2: from. as someone who has watched neither but heard a lot about both um, w- what makes it such a difficult watch like can you guys give like non-spoilery outlines
0: just- it's very emotionally challenging um it it you have to witness things that shouldn't happen to human beings that kind of, that will, if they happen, you know, they're things that break a human being apart, not physically, but like psychologically and you know, emotionally. Yeah. And then you, you have to see them make choices about things that again, no normal person should have to make a choice about as no one with an ordinary experience of life should have to choose about. So it's kind of, it's all it it puts you in a position of having to uh, watch people ask and answer the hardest questions.
1: And I think for me, what was very difficult is like how young that little girl is and how unflinchingly we have to watch what she has to go through. Like the show is very, it's sympathetic in a way but it's also very like this is what happens disturbing yeah, yeah. and it is, is and you so
0: disturbing. yeah
1: and you're like a I was also like oh my god this little actress like poor thing but also just seeing that and knowing that it happens in real life and mm. then and and then you you know like even the little girl she's kind of engaged in making those decisions herself too which is I think Usually in these kind of cases, it's like, oh, the state will just swoop in and take the child away. Or like, you know, like the child doesn't really have
0: much of a choice. But this this drama is also about the system failing.
1: Right. Which is why the character has to do that in
0: the first place. Exactly. But then
1: because the system has failed, they also have to kind of um, navigate what that means when the legal guardian and the guardian that's supposed to be there has kind of stepped out or decided not to take up their responsibility, then the child has to decide what she wants to do when she shouldn't have to even answer that question. She shouldn't even have to think about that. But then, she, but then, like, you know, the main character has to make sure that she's okay with all this, which, you know, like, because otherwise it really would be kidnapping. So it's just, so, it's, so it's do really...
2: They, do they really focus on what the child wants? Like, uh, does Ego does Young's character focus on the child's consent? Uh, uh, yeah, from what I totally. remember, yeah. In, 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 in the Korean version, version
0: yes, absolutely, yeah. and in and the Japanese version of, as well. It's kind of what makes it really. Um, the kidnap is that's why I don't call it kidnap. It, one, it's it's consensual, and two, it was a rescue, not a kidnap. It's um, like uh,
1: it's like how it's like running away from reality because reality is so awful.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately,
1: that reality eventually must catch up with you. And you cannot, you know, escape from it.
0: And because uh, Ivo Young's character, um, Sujin, because she'd been in exactly that, in an abusive situation herself as a child, you could, like, everything she did was so uh, focused on the child. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about fulfilling something in herself. It was about, you know, can I get this kid out alive? Yeah, and and if it was if she was caring about herself, she wouldn't have even done it because mm. she's created a problem for herself by doing this too. And for, she's and had like to throw the, away so much in the first or second episode. First, it's in the very first week of episodes. Anyway, she actually has to make that choice. Like you know, she thinks about let me just forget about this and go. And she tries, she tries to leave, and then she can't. She comes back. Yeah. So it's a it, it, yeah, it's a, it's a hard watch for all of those reasons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But a worthwhile I think watch, especially Right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's move on to the next round. Shall we keep this to the M's and go to Mystery Queen, or shall we go to Radio Romance? <laughs>
2: uh, let's do Mystery
0: Queen. Okay, Mystery okay. Queen. Which, mm-hmm. Barma, you've watched the first season, but you haven't watched the second yet, right? No, I haven't. I,
2: I am really looking forward to it, though. Um, Anissa, you watched the second season, right? Like you started. I
0: I have only watched
1: the first week, so episodes one and two of season season two. And I I recapped the first season, and I really loved the first season. Like, it was one. It's probably the favorite thing that I have recapped. Okay, it,
2: so no, answer.
1: The Your name is my favorite, favorite, but after that, it's my second favorite.
2: Go ahead. I, I, I answer the, the burning question here. They left it at a really weird stage in the last uh, season. So is there hope for like a good conclusion in this one? Like how, how does the first week look?
1: So there that question of his, you know, ex-girlfriend or the girl that he's been waiting for yeah. slash the unsolved case of Solok's parents um, who were murdered, I think it was like 17, 18 years ago, uh-huh. that... Um, I think they're going to deal with it in this season because like a mysterious figure from the past resurfaces. We don't know if it's actually her or if it's somebody who's pretending to be her, but like she shows up. And then there's this unresolved semi romance that we kind of had hints of in the last season, which it seems like there's definitely feelings on both sides, but they're like too awkward or too shy to talk about it. But it's still kind of so it's there. I mean, like she's definitely not going back to her. Was resolved. But, yeah, but and you know, um, you have the same like most of the same people. They're all still very charming, but the thing that i'm a little disappointed about is the director changed, and it's changed the tone of the show, and I'm sad to say not for the better. Oh, so, damn it! Because the, the directing was one of my favorite things about the first season. It was it was funny in a really like surprising way and it was it was very low-key but also like hilarious the chemistry between the characters was really highlighted there was a great soundtrack it was kind of moody and whimsical and this one just has like you know like the classic you know um rom-com background music with like one or two pop numbers and then it's, it's just like the directing is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. There's just not, this doesn't have the personality of those, like, you know, late night shots and the.
0: Oh. Like so, the director of the first and... season was the healer director as well. Oh, really? Interesting. Well, I
2: just know that he didn't come back. That makes a lot of sense, because they, I, I at the time, I had thought that there was a particular... Um, like, I thought this fit a particular genre, just the tone and look of uh, the drama, and I feel came to mind. So, I'm um, okay. interesting.
1: So, like, it's not bad. Like, the first two episodes are not bad, and it's, like, interesting, and you're getting back into the... But it just doesn't have the same... Like, I feel like Mystery Queen 2 really... Um, It surpassed its genre, you know, like, it kind of, it rose above what you would expect for that kind of procedural, kind of, you know, quirky comedy slash crime, which is kind of an interesting tone to begin with, but, like, because of the two leads, because it had such a likable cast, because the writing was interesting, and because of the directing, it just kind of took it up a notch. Mm. I'm not feeling that so far with this season, it's kind of disappointing, but... I guess we'll see. I'm, I'm gonna keep watching, I just haven't had time, but that was what, a little bit disappointing. What about
2: the way the characters are portrayed at this point? Like, uh, uh, Yusuke, uh, is, is uh, still the way she was before? Like, are there any, uh, I don't know, strange new developments in her character? Because I really want her to stay the way she was before. She was a pretty unique character, um, as mm. a protagonist, and I don't want her character to go through you know, like, uh, no, like, so far, yeah,
1: so far she seems the same, which I like, and he also seems the same, but um, I feel like in the first season, what, one of the things I really liked about them was their dynamic, which was a lot of, there was a lot of, like, bickering and, like, funny moments where they kind of butted heads but not in a an angry way just kind of because they're so different, but they still appreciate each other, and they had a lot of honest conversations, and I hope that we don't sacrifice those moments of honest connection for the sake of comedy and to move the plot along. And I have a feeling that might happen, but I'm hoping not because I found this was much more heavy on the comedic pratfalls kind of stuff and less on the, you know, the character development and the moments in between characters. So that was, so I'm going to keep watching. Hopefully it, it doesn't go in that direction,
0: but I will update you guys next time. I have a question. Um, Actually, it's not so much a question as a kind of just a comment, which is um, when Mystery Queen won, when it was airing last year, I watched about six episodes of it, but I found it really boring. The case that I was on, it was like it was three episodes and they were still dragging it out. And I was just like, please, just solve this crime already, because all the <laughs> but information it's not really, was really about this
1: crime. Yeah, it's, it's not enjoyed. really about the
0: crime. It's about the two of
1: them finding... Uh- That partnership and getting to know each other and finding out that they're exactly what each other needs. And for Solok's journey to like get out of that trapped environment where she doesn't feel like she can be herself with that family that she feels so much obligation for, but who are basically suffocating her. And it's about her journey, you know, doing that and finding this guy who's like, such a weird match for her, but at the same time like her perfect like, you know, it's like yin and yang. They just fit together so well. And they work together well too.
0: I didn't I didn't intend to drop it. It just kind of ended up back-burnering, and then I heard that the end like the end of that mm-hmm. season didn't have a like it didn't resolve uh, it didn't resolve everything. So and then we had there was a season two, so I thought I'll wait it out, um and then when it's finished then I'll watch it. But it doesn't like it doesn't sound like Season two has been worth waiting for, so Well
1: honestly I've only watched two episodes, so I also don't want to like, you know, jump the gun and
0: when it finishes itself to- game.
1: If, i will if if it's I'll hopefully
0: i'll be done watching by the next yak and then because maybe it's one of those things that if if it's in marathon maybe i'll enjoy it rather than watching it week to week
2: so i'm reading a few comments here that are basically saying that episode eight is reminiscent of the first season and uh, the writing is much tighter so hey that gives you hope
1: yeah i mean i'm definitely planning to get back to it
2: so yeah yeah
0: okay should we move on sure yeah. Uh, um, okay, well let's go to Radio Romance which uh, just finished I think was it this week? I've lost track because I got so bored. Uh, um I'm <laughs> the only one watching it? this, right? Okay. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. I thought it was finishing last week. And then I was like, Yeah, it's finishing. It's gonna be done and then I was so <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> oh, Radio romance committed so many sins. Firstly, it's very mediocre. Like um, it's not just that it's mediocre; it's kind of mediocre and a little bit old-fashioned. Like it's a kind of a rom-com that you would expect five years ago, not now.
2: Mm-hmm. Five years ago
0: at the least. Um, like we talked about last uh, last month, we talked about uh, you know, how the he- hero is different and stuff. And but basically, I think this show has kind of sealed my ambivalence bordering on dislike of Kim Seon. So- uh, Oh no! Um, why? Because
1: she's boring. <laughs> she's like 18. You can't write her off. <laughs>
2: just I've handle that. I have
0: to. No, but you know, like sometimes you see people's names and you're like, oh, I'm gonna check that out because of them. Oh. I am not going to check it out because of her. <laughs> okay. So unless um, she comes up with something no, brilliant. Let me let me just quickly uh, sort of. Describe her character. We talked about last time. We talked about uh, how her, I talked about how boring her uh, character was in Master of the Musk, and that was it was because of the way that the character was written in that show. But in this show, I feel like her acting itself wasn't up to task because, um, like, you could see her trying to, and I, I feel like I'm in a minority here, so I'm prepared for. Uh, Negative, uh, opinions of my opinion. <laughs> um, so, I don't think she's at a level where she shows romance effectively. Her chemistry, like romantic chemistry, she doesn't have any. Um, she's really good at the other stuff, but once, but yeah, like, She can't do romance.
1: Yeah, yeah, but don't you think that's also the mistake of the casting director who cast her as, you know, as acting as a 24 year old opposite a 29 year old man? You know, like, I just think, like, (laughs) when when you were 18, would you be able to convincingly show a
0: romance with, like, a 30 year old guy? I don't think so. Well, oh. this is this is kind of I mean, because we did talk about it last time. That's why I yeah. don't want to spend like it yeah, forever yeah. on it. Sorry, yeah, we did this did time. That, but... Um, but I I feel like this role really revealed uh, what she can't do. Like it showed her limits, and also mm-hmm. yeah, the mistake in the casting. Um, but at the same time, the character wasn't written as interestingly. And I know like um, you know there are opinions that are kind of they they liked her character as it was, but for me, I feel like a to, in order to enjoy a character, or for a character to be effective, the character has to change. They cannot be the same at the be, uh, at the end as they are at the beginning. Otherwise, mm-hmm. what are you watching? Mm-hmm. Like, I generally agree,
1: kidding? except with uh, Forest of Secrets, I didn't have any issue with the heroine because I I liked her being the same. But yeah, I generally agree with
0: Forest that. of Secrets is a, a a completely different kettle of fish. Yeah, in a yeah. okay, maybe I mean in a in a rum And you had, like, like, uh, for example, Yündojun's character who was changing. And, you know, he wasn't the same at the end as he was at the beginning. But she just, she didn't move. She was a very static character. And then she had these acting tics that once I noticed them, I kept noticing them. And it just ruined the experience for me. I don't know if you guys know about... Oh, like Okay, so Yündojun is giving her a a look that is kind of I love you with his eyes. Uh And she's just kind of chucking her chin a little at him or raising an eyebrow and they're, they're very particular tics like uh, she's trying okay, to express an, an emotion or complaint uh, oh did mm. you <laughs> yeah but it, it was there
2: uh, like from page turner anytime she's put in a
0: romantic
2: situation she has a few vocal
0: yeah. moves so right exactly but it showed up see i've never noticed it before but it showed up in in this Mm-hmm. Um and again I think that is the it's the problem of cast of having a, a grown mature man um next to a very young woman. Yeah. It just it did they didn't match. They didn't have any chemistry at all. I mean they if it was no it didn't work it didn't work for me at all. And the other thing that I didn't like about Radio Romance was that they started off um having these really I was really fascinated by the world of radio. Um, Like you guys were talking about as well, like Boromir, you said you used to listen to late night radio and stuff. I used to listen to the radio for years as a teenager. I haven't listened to it four years since, but like seeing how that worked was really fascinating to me. And even the idea that radio was scripted, I know it's naive, but it never occurred to me that it happened. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) I have a weakness for the background
0: of radio, too. That's very, sorry. I
1: just was going to say, like, that's
0: very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And they showed a lot of it in the first half of the show. But by the second half, it had just, like, things kept going in circles. The plot was going in circles. It was four episodes longer than it needed to be. Um, The conflicts were going in circles. Um, And the resolutions were boring, the relationship was boring. Their feelings were boring. And it was just... Hard. I forced myself to finish watching it because of, you know, that whole Sunk Time fallacy thing. But, yeah. <laughs> that, so
2: that's disappointing because I really wanted her first mature role to I don't know be successful. It did uh, do well on the ratings, though, right? Like so, good It work. started
1: out with like a five to six rating nationwide and it ended up... With four to three, three to four, so it went down a little bit, but it it generally remained around five for most of it. Uh, three to five for most of its run. So, but it's is it on a cable network though?
2: Is it? No, it's KBS, so that's bad. Yeah, it's KBS (laughs) because I follow KBS on uh, Instagram, and uh, they keep showing me clips from Radio Romance and. Right. um, you know, really, the, the clips have been keeping me informed of what was going on. Uh, like, I didn't actually have to watch the show because they were showing the <laughs> scenes. Like, in the last few weeks, I think, uh, so, her, uh, the, uh, Yoon character, Lee uh, right? Uh, so, his yeah. character, Yoon character, I think, confessed to uh, Kim so Hyun's character and uh, she looked very blank. Like She the, always
0: looks blank.
2: Oh That's exactly God. the thing. I was so surprised at the lack of, of reaction. And I sh- they showed the entire clip. And here was Yoon Park's character really bearing his heart out and asking if there was still a chance or, you know, if he's too late. And she just looks black. Like literally, she did not look surprised. She, she does not. Blank all the time.
0: So do you understand very, why
2: she's worried yeah, I, I to do. watch? I, I, I thought <laughs> maybe that was an anomaly uh, because most of the scenes that they showed us was actually between. Um, and, uh, Yoon Do and Yoon character. Like, they were really right, pushing I, I was, the romance
0: there. But. I was actually about to say, in in the show itself, they didn't mm-hmm. give you much of it. Like, right at the end, they gave you a bit. But that was the best relationship in the show. Okay. It was mm-hmm. funny. It was, uh, like, it, it. they pushed each other. They challenged each other. They talked a lot. You could see expressions in both of their eyes. Yeah. And um, both it both was a really actors. interesting relationship. So maybe that's why they are the
2: ones who keep on appearing on my Instagram <laughs> Whoever runs the account knows which ones are, you know, going to get attention. The only time I see Kim So-yoon on my Instagram feed is when there's a kissing scene with Yoon and Jun. I saw one near a doorway, I saw one in a car, so other spoilers, you know,
0: it's first time for people. And I mean, it's a rom-com. A I'm pretty sure people yeah. know there's going to be... Every, and, and it's a very formulaic one at that. It's not particularly, you know, compelling or, or anything. And the compelling parts that there were, they just chucked them out. So what was the point? I'm sorry for people who like the show. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue to like it. It just wasn't for me. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think I've got the longest list. So I've got a couple that I don't have much to say on. I also watched Sirius, the four-episode drama special, which was... 2013? Oh, that's older than I thought. Okay. So this has a a young Park Hyung shik and also So Jun young who we actually haven't really seen in anything recently, at least not in anything big. Um, But I remember him from Super Daddy Yo*, who was the second lead in that, and he was really good. Mm. So... It's a pair of twins, identical twins, and of course uh, they both play. They each play the role of both twins. Hmm. I remember was, when this came out; it looked good, but I didn't watch it. It was good. It was a little bit harrowing, um, but yeah, there's not much else to say about that except I, I enjoyed it. If you want to see a young Park Young just as he's developing that screen presence that he currently has, it's really interesting. I love um, this.
2: Yeah. The poster seems to have something about Angel's
0: uh, thing going on. So is there a good brother and a bad brother? Yeah, something? kind ah. of. I don't want to give too much away, but um, one brother ends up in jail while the other one becomes a, a police officer or detective. Um, and then they encounter each other again mm-hmm. when the what the brother in jail comes out. So it's really, it's, it's a story about their relationship but it is very painful mm. and very few good things happen <laughs> okay so it's good but dark basically yeah basically
2: okay so if you like if you like good but dark try it And talking um, about you chick you have mm-hmm. another drama on your mm-hmm. list
0: where he made yeah <laughs> it's completely coincidental so we didn't do this on purpose <laughs> but um High Society, which um, I think you guys know how into Temperature of Love I was. Yeah. I really, really loved that show so much, like you don't understand how much. <laughs> <laughs> so because of that, I thought, okay, now I need to check this writer's previous work. And she also wrote High Society and the uh, the one that I watched after that, which is Doctor's. Um, so High Society uh, is kind of it's quite typical, but it's interesting and you've got uh, Park Hyung-shik who's the second lead in that Uh, Song Jun who is the um, the actual lead and Yui is the female lead Um, but I I feel like this drama is a perfect demonstration of how Park Hyung-shik always steals the show it's like it's the law to his dramas and his relationship with the
2: uh, uh, Mimi's friend her name was uh, Ji or something
0: that was the second that was the secondary romance so his romance was with uh, uh, Imgyeon, I think, uh, and her character's yes. name was Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I found that really
0: cute. couple was is... Songjun and Yui. Yeah, and they, they were, were really cute. adorable. No, they were not. But you know what? They weren't as bad as people uh, made out. Because I remember when this was airing, I actually watched an episode when it was airing, and again, I didn't drop it on purpose. I just didn't pick it back up because probably I was watching something else at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. So I didn't really have anything against it, but also. Another like lesson that I constantly get taught about dramas is that I won't know if I if it's something is worth watching until I watch it, because yeah. it seems like I always like things that everybody else thinks is rubbish. So everyone thought this was rubbish, but I found it really compelling because it was all about these hard family relationships. And again, maybe it's an Asian thing. Like we're expected to have certain types of uh, certain uh, certain quality to our family relationships, like we're expected to maintain them, Uh, we're expected to have much more sort of filial piety Um, and like the expectations the family structure places on us is different to Western expectations and I think that the poor response from the majority of sort of uh, English speaking viewers is because they didn't relate to that they didn't get why she couldn't just leave her family why she had to put up with this why whereas for me it was like every time like several times an episode i'd be like exactly you understand my life (laughs) interesting
1: (laughs) that's interesting because i don't i didn't finish watching temperature of love after we did the first impressions but i did like the beginning but I haven't seen either Heist Society or *Doctors*, but I really love um, *One Warm Word* by this writer. I'm gonna watch that next. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because we've had a few like I call them adultery dramas, <laughs> but um, and I don't generally enjoy those because they're just I don't know. I'm. This is also what I need. It's you one to tell of my it's, it's one of my notes. And I it?
0: Well, yeah. it is
1: about adultery, but it's about the end of an affair and the aftermath. So like it starts with the end of the affair. And the rest of the drama is about like the emotional and psychological wreckage that these two people have caused in their lives and in their families and how they deal with that and move on from it. And it's, it's very painful to watch. And it's very, um, it's very smart about the way that human beings relate to each other in their relationships. And so it's not the type of melodrama that you're like, why are you torturing me? It's more like, this is really painful, but it's also, it feels really true and it feels very um, authentic. And I cried a lot, but I really, really enjoyed it.
2: Okay, bouncing I, off of High Society, though, uh, for Saya, I, I really wanted to watch Father's Stream simply because of the family dynamics. I'm, I mean, we already yeah. discussed this and there is a podcast episode uh, that's going to be released at some point next month. But um, it just, Saya, you need to watch this. I promise you, you're going to love it to bits.
0: So, Sorry, yeah. watch what? I, Father, Father strange. is Strange. Oh, right. Do you know what? I was watching, in fact, I was watching Doctors thinking if this is what you call Slice of Life, then. <laughs> and Father is <laughs> Strange is like this, and I'm rooting for every single relationship, in, like every single character in this show, then maybe I need to watch that show. But then I thought, 52 episodes? I oh, don't they, so. they just you won't even notice. Yeah, says the girl you know, who just watched know- like, like five, sixteen <laughs> episode dramas. In two yeah, weeks. but do you know? Well, not five. Like two <laughs> days ago, I was watching Doctors, and for no reason, I was watching it until three a.m. And I was just like, "Oh my god, I need to go to sleep. Please stop, <laughs> stop making me click the next one." <laughs> so yeah, I I think that marathons and binges are extremely bad for me. Usually I'm I'm like totally fine with rushing myself. I think I was extra tired that day. So it was harder to turn off. But like in the actual experience of watching it, I'm so involved. Like I, I know I'm a bit of a weirdo, but like when the more I enjoy something, the more involved I am in in the experience of watching. Like I'm taking notes and I'm writing and I'm screen capping and and then it becomes a kind of a I can't casually watch this. this. I need to be you know at my computer in my room with and I can't even like usually I eat and watch dramas sometimes, um, which is I know a very bad habit, but I can't. Oh, even I do that too. Yeah. I even
2: yeah. Watch dramas. So,
0: yeah. so, how did you, like, you finally watched Doctors after me telling you for two years, so... <laughs> Do you know what I realised? Also, my, the, it's not that I don't take your recommendations, it's that what I actually watched kind of runs independent of pretty much everything. I don't even know how I land on, like, one thing or another sometimes. Um, so... I have to say, I have to give credit to Temperature of Love. And also, I'm really impressionable when it comes to, like, if everyone is saying, oh, this is bad, then I'll be inclined to think, oh, well, everyone said this is bad. So I'm not going to watch it. And, it isn't that I, I didn't quite think that about Doctors, but I'd heard that so it was on my mind, and I was like, do I really want to watch it, was the question I was asking myself. And then, you know, there are always more dramas that are sort of closer to the top of the list. Um, although that said, Pete, I've watched more things that you recommend than you've recommended than from anybody else. <laughs> and then, and <laughs> you actually told me at the time, because um, you recapped an episode of it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and you told me at the time that it's like it's not plot heavy but you'll really love the romance and i was like but will i though (laughs) i'm such a doubting thomas i'm sorry i'm a terrible friend (laughs) but also like
1: people were talking about how the romance was creepy and they hated it i remember when it was airing and i was like
0: oh okay it didn't work for so many people i do think it's a western thing though again because i've been thinking about this quite a lot like um the basic uh the where the story starts is that uh you know um he starts off as her teacher mm. and she's a student so of course there's like an automatic sort of ick factor like yeah. just based on numbers and on situation but i think there are so many more factors there that you need to count with without sort like you know baby buffalo thing there 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 is there's more here than that. It wasn't yeah. that they had a relationship in school before he was her teacher. The very first thing he was, was the, the guy who caught her shoplifting. So that's what he was at the, the very first time she met him. Mm-hmm. And then he turned out to be the guy living with her grandma, calling her grandma, grandma. Mm-hmm. So then he's kind of an upper figure. Um, so he's those two things long before he's her uh, teacher. Um, And that informs the relationship in a really different way. And also, like, it's one thing. I don't know. Sorry. Were they, did they
1: have a relationship while she was his student? No.
2: No, 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 no. That's That's like, if if they didn't,
1: then why? and and
0: And the other thing is, when they meet again in the future, she's actually in her 30s. So yeah. it's not even like, she's not a uh, sort of uh, an unstable and unsure mm. and... Young girl, yeah,
2: where the constant isn't exactly very secure, yet. Like yeah.
0: Like, it was actually so different because she was in her 30s, it changed everything.
2: The, the, thing, the thing that I'm sorry, I just the the thing that uh, bothered a lot of people, and I sort of understand it, is that once it was established that um, Hong Ji-hong was uh, her, you know, a school teacher. Um, it was there was this power differential, and it was fine. Like he he was protective of, towards her. He was very much like an older brother. Um, it's not like he was creepy in any way whatsoever. It's only our foreknowledge that he was eventually going to be her love interest that made it creepy. And uh, when the time break came, like the, the whole time skip, uh, an incident happens, and these two separate, and then they meet later. When that is happening and these two are separating, this guy, Hong Ji Hong, realizes that he had feelings for her. And she's just, she's left. She's left at that point. But, but you know, it, it is, she's still 18 and he's still in his late 20s. So. He's 27 at that point. He's yeah, 27. So, you know, like, from that perspective, he he's a teacher who's had feelings for his student. He just never realized it until she had left. But.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, that's actually yeah. what I was going to. Uh, Mention is that if you were gonna say it then you would pick that moment and say He he did have feelings for her, but also like you said he realized it in that actual moment of her turning her back on him and leaving Yeah, that's the moment. He realized it and not and then he didn't see her for the next 13 years The thing that didn't make it creepy for me
2: was because they were always so respectful of each other's boundaries even when they reunite years later and Aung Yeung is clearly interested, he never pushes her into dating or a relationship, it's just... And she has her own uh, issues and she has her own... Uh, uh, she's
0: pretty. actually,
2: she's actually pretty naive about relationships, right? She's never had one.
0: She's never had one, yeah. Yeah,
2: so I think not actually fact, it like that.
0: Well, yeah, he,
2: he stayed, but she was much.
0: mature. Even if she hadn't had a relationship, she was mature. Like I don't think you need to have been in a relationship to gain maturity. She might not have had relationship maturity, but she had sort of human maturity, yeah. which really? helped make her relationship ready very quickly.
2: Well, the the idea of, well, behind Hong Jiung not having a, a relationship was essentially that he
0: but he, he held on to his feelings for her, even
2: though he didn't see her for the next, what, 10, 12 years. And, oh, my gosh,
0: uh, I want to
2: watch this now. So don't. What's okay, sorry. Okay, no, no spoilers. No spoilers.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's move on. <laughs> okay. I think we're moving on to airing Drummers now. Um, so two that have just uh, started. Um, you go first, Anissa, with Shall We Kiss First?
1: Okay, so I only I was planning to at least watch the first two episodes, which I mean, the first two hours. Um this is one of those that's broken up into little half-hour episodes. I only had time to watch episodes 1 and 2. So one hour. Um but I really liked it. Um it's about what
0: it About you kind of didn't you get anything from
1: anything. Yeah, so so that it stars um Kim Sana of uh, you know, my name is Kim Samsoon fame and all that, and um Kamu Sung, who is, he, I really loved him in Alone in Love. He also was in Spring Days a couple of years ago. He's like, he's like such an edgy, but in like a good way. He's so, he's got that like grumpy, but charming kind of, you know, he's, you know, I think he's supposed to be like almost 50, and she's in her 40s, so it's like Two older people who they're both divorced um, and she's a stewardess um, who's like in severe debt. Um, She has the woman that her husband cheated on her with is also her superior at work and she's younger than her, too. So she's kind of making her life miserable and she's like, you know, owes I don't know how much money, thousands of dollars her dad just passed away. So, like, she's very lonely. She lives on her own, and she's kind of, like, her her thing is just, like, life is too long, but I can't stop living, so what am I going to do? I just have to keep living. And then he is also divorced. They don't really um, tell you too much, but I think his wife also cheated on him. He's alone. He's, he's just, like, a misanthrope. He doesn't like people. All he has is his dog, but the dog is also kind of sick and, you know, it's probably going to die soon, and they what? live.
0: Yeah, it's, it's sad. I had a feeling she would be the saddest about that. She's not uh, going to watch a show that has a end Oh, uh, A dying dog, I'm not watching this, I'm
2: sorry. I'm
0: already uh, said that. I mean, they have sad
1: lives, okay? They have very sad lives, but they have mutual friends who are married to each other. I think both of them's best friends are married to each other. And so... Um, And they also live, she lives in 401 and he lives in 501 (laughs) or maybe, yeah, I think he lives above her. And so like the first time they meet, it's because she's knocking on his door because his bathroom is leaking and it's dripping into her bathroom. And she's like, get out. And and he kind of ignores her because he just found out that his dog is dying and then. He goes and he just like goes to take a shower, but then he gets trapped in the bathroom. So then he's like so trying surprised. to get her attention from the, the floor. So he's like knocking on the floor of his bathroom, and she's underneath. She's like, "What is this pervert trying to get my attention when I'm in the bathroom?" So she ignores him, and she keeps calling the security. And she'd be like, "Why aren't you getting in touch with this guy? I need to, you know, like my bathroom. I have like three buckets in my bathroom. They're full of water. Like, what is this?" perverted jerk doing. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, three days later, gets, his best friend gets worried and, like, breaks up in the door, and meanwhile, he's, like, having nightmares of being one of those guys that, like, ends up, you know, found dead in his apartment because he's single and divorced and he has no sweet friends. Sweet <laughs> he's, like, shivering in his bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> they take him to the hospital in an ambulance, and she sees him being taken away, and the security guard is, like, Yeah, he was locked in there, and he was trying to get out, and she, like, remembers hearing him knocking, and she's like, oh, my God. And the security guard's like, I hope he didn't die. She's like, oh, "Oh God. (laughs) And then, after all that, like, her best friend has been trying to set her up on these dates because she's like, just find another guy. You can just have a companion for the rest of your life. She's like, I'm too old for romance, whatever. And then she finally agrees to go on this date, and it's him. But he kind of shows up in like this ridiculous get up <laughs> and their date goes completely disastrously. Um, and then right at the end of this first like hour long, I guess it, it, it plays like one episode. You see this flashback to the first time they met <clears throat> six years ago. And I won't spoil what that encounter was, but one of them remembers it and the other one doesn't. Um, and you see what that interaction was and it was, like, an important time in both their lives and a difficult time in both their lives. Um, and then you just ends there. And so, like, I'm really excited to see what happens next. Oh,
2: that's, huh. that actually sounds good, learning the tangles. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. That, kind of, that was
1: like... <laughs> But, yeah, just the, the directing is good. It's funny, but it's not, like, a slapstick funny. It's, it's humorous. The dialogue is very humorous. Um, the characters feel like real people. The acting is really good across the board. Um, the ex... Well, not the ex-wife. She's the ex-wife. The new wife of her ex-husband is played by um Rakshyang, and she's, like, deliciously hateable. She's really good as a villain. She's always good as a villain. Um And it's like, she's like the other woman, but their relationship is very antagonistic, but also kind of hilarious. So I like that as well. Oh, her ex-husband is played by Ojiho, and he's just, like, the most hapless and pathetic man and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he's just useless he's just a useless man that i don't understand why either one of them wanted him but
0: oh he's the oh my Gumbi simple, it, right? so, yes. hmm? uh he was the dad in oh my gumby i think yeah, 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 barma's yeah. seen that isn't it yeah yeah but i haven't seen anything of his i think interestingly He's not a good doctor. He's
1: not a good actor, but he's fine. Like, he's
2: He's, 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 he's hard, so I think he <laughs> can do well.
0: yeah. He's yeah. like one of those beefy. bar is very low. <laughs> My bar is way too low, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he's not one of the main characters, but <laughs> he fulfills his role fine. Although uh, so as not to cast aspersions upon P's character, <laughs> her bar is not actually that low. She has a pretty uh, a demanding bar. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, it, it's in a sad place where I want him to be hunky and have a um, decent conversation. So, yeah, it's that see 2 seem to be, like, circles that don't exactly I think need you
1: to just the Venn diagram. So, basically, your, your expectations are so high that you'll never find anyone. <laughs> <laughs> One other okay, um, Anita, thing about the, should we kiss first? Like, you can probably tell from the title, but I, from what I've seen, like, they haven't, Gone to that yet, but I have a feeling this is going to be one of those where, like, the physical relationship starts first before the emotional relationship starts. Uh, I'm actually, getting okay. good vibes from, yeah. the, from the premiere, yeah. So, just FYI for our listeners, if just so you know what you're getting into, <laughs> 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 <Is that exactly>?
2: <laughs> <laughs> be excited or be
1: warned. I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> that's putting that out there. Okay, the great seducer. Speaking of ziggling, go
0: ahead. <laughs> uh, the hot item in Ramaland, I guess, right now is uh, Udo-Hun, and I haven't seen him in anything yet. Um, so you go into this thinking, hmm, is he being overhyped and stuff? Um, have you guys seen Gossip Girl? Any of them? Yeah, I've not. Well, basically, Gossip Girl is kind of the last thing that I would ever watch. And somehow I ended up watching it. I think I was just like between shows, and it was looking for something. And this is what you landed up on. <laughs> I mean, there was nothing. I was like, I honestly do not know how I got started on that because, like, I hate, I really hate sort of scandally type of stuff, and. Um, basically, Gossip Girl sums up everything I don't like. Right, why, why I didn't watch it because of the title? I was like, oh okay. And similarly, like you know, with The Great Seducer, again, it sums up all sorts of things I really dislike. Like it's not my type of drama. But I don't know, man. There's something very magnetic, and it's like it's oozing with dangerous charisma, and. There's like it has this toxic undertone, and it's kind of thrilling. Like it's like a thriller of I don't know what is the premise. I'm really rubbish at this. Hold on. Is this the one that's the remake of Cruel Intentions? Yes, that's the one. Oh, Oh, I had no interest in watching it. So So, the girl, I have it. Oh, Moon So the. the character is called suji so suji six um shion who is udohan she um like sets him it's kind of setting up this uh storyline of her setting him up to date a girl that she wants to get revenge on because she was dumped by um this other guy and the new girl, as in Joy, is her ex's sort of first love interest. They're not actually together, but he he appears to have a crush on her. Oh, um, okay. So she, she's, like, out to destroy anyone who has made her unhappy. And okay. the thing is, she's not hateful. She's quite, uh, not quite sympathetic, but sympathetic, if you know what I mean. Like, you get her, mm-hmm. even if you don't agree with her.
2: Mm.
0: Um, and all of the characters are like that. So, in the way, like, for example, with Gossip Girl, as interesting and makjangi as it was, you weren't always emotionally invested in the characters. I think, which, I think I was only really, in the end, I was only emotionally invested in, like, Blair and Chuck. But I only watched to, like, the second season, so I don't know. No, it, 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 that's,
2: that's true for the entire show. Blair and Chuck <laughs> were the only interesting
0: ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kiminje, who plays the third friend, so they're, they're three friends, two two guys and a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third friend is Kiminje, uh, Kiminje, right? And he's like total, like got all of these Chuck Bass stylings. so You're like, you are very Chuck Bass. <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> but like, like these character archetypes feel familiar as well. Um, like if if, if Ayers was like a gossip girl, extra super light. Um, <laughs> this is, this is sort of, it's up to the intensity of the emotions, like, there are higher stakes, things feel more dangerous, and Interesting. it's addictive while not necessarily being nutritional, I don't know if that makes sense. So, have you seen, have
1: either of you seen the movie Cruel Intentions? Yeah.
0: No. Well, it does not sound like my movie, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched it, I've seen it. Um Yeah. Like a few years back like when it was coming on tv so i know what you mean about it being a little more dangerous and like it's soapy right is it's, it a little yeah, bit soapy? i think
0: that that's probably it and then yeah. watching this i was like i understand the appeal of my turn because I'm like, <laughs> this is crazy but i want to know what's happening what what where they're going to take this and what's going to happen next and you're kind of invested in the outcomes in terms of like intellectually invested if not emotionally but again I think the great quality of K-dramas is that they get you emotionally invested really quickly as well And that conversation ran a little longer than expected, so we figured this was a good place to call a break. In the next part, we take a foray out of K-drama land to talk about Chinese dramas, and we'll also be introducing a new segment, which we really hope you guys will get involved in too. You can leave a comment on our YouTube page, contact us via Twitter at Podcast, or email us at starsinourpocket at gmail.com. For those of you listening via iTunes, we'd especially appreciate if you could take a moment to leave us a review, since that helps people find us. Don't forget, you can also subscribe via RSS, YouTube, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and now Google Play. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll see you in part two.